What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? Hey, guys. Okay, so I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to go personal with what you need to know. So I went to the Lakers game last night. We were in a suite, and I invited a few friends, right? Not friends, but actual friends. Okay, and just checking. Before y'all went there, I was like, let me clarify. Yeah, you you beat us to the punch. (laughs) Yes, I did. So, anyways, you guys have friends and you guys invite them, right? So, one particular friend was really, real, I mean, extremely late. And he was like, yo, I'm going to be there early, whatever, whatever, whatever. Didn't show up until halftime. Comes in and then dips out maybe like 10 minutes in to go to courtside seats. And I was like, damn, shade, left, didn't say bye to anybody, and then was like, oh, I'll just meet you guys after, but disappeared. Then text me saying, hey, I totally didn't get your messages. I'm so sorry. Now, how would you guys feel about that? Because I felt some type of way. I was like. Oh, so you, in- let me get this straight. You invited him into the suite. Yes, he had one oh. of my tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then he. Got there super late, halftime, you said, and mm-hmm. left early mm-hmm. um, or within, I guess, a few minutes. Yeah, like go down to 10 minutes. To, to some courtside seats. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, I feel like the only thing he did super duper duper wrong was get there super late when you, like, put your own, I guess, uh, reputation on the line to get him sweet tickets. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you kind of... You invited him, and then he was there for 10 minutes and left. That's the part that's wrong. He got there late, so that's the first thing that was wrong. And then dipped after only 10 minutes. If he would have been there, let's say you get – that's one of those things that if you know you got a chance to get courtside seats – You take it. You do, but that's when you get there early. You hang out. You be a good friend and then be like, yo, girl, I got courtside seats. You mind if I dip? You know, And you'd be like, how would you have reacted after that? No, for me, it was cool. The only because I got invited to go to courtside seats, but I wasn't going to leave the rest of the party that was there with me and be like, y'all, I'm out. Right. That looks bad. So I was like, I'm good. Thank you very much. Y'all do your thing. My whole thing was he's like, I'm going to be back. So we were like waiting because we wanted and he to never came and back. he never came back. We were trying right. to yeah, leave early. A bad friend. Bad friend. You know but what I, I mean? But I got to tell you, there's more to the story here, meaning you give somebody a ticket to a suite. They don't show up until after halftime. Or at halftime. Then they only stay for a couple of minutes and they go to somebody who's got a better seat for them. So here's my question. Did this person take your ticket and then leave and go to somebody else? Or did he have the courtside ticket? Because, see, to me, where I'd be pissed at the friend is, dude, if you had a courtside ticket, then why'd you use my ticket? I could have given my ticket to the suite to somebody else. So he took up your ticket, didn't really participate in the invitation that you gave him, and then dipped on you to go down and, and you know, be with somebody else. You got him the ticket to maybe go down to see somebody. Listen, this, I don't know who this person is, but this person is officially on my S list, okay? This person didn't get an invitation back to the suite. That's yeah, the I wouldn't list. either. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I'm with Kaplan on this one. Yeah, Lindsay, what do you think? He, he, I don't think he had the courtside seat. I think he, he knows people, so they and were like, he got it once yeah. he was there. Yeah. But he used your ticket to get in. And, you know, right. okay, but I'm not mad at that. Like, I'm genuinely not mad. Like, my whole thing was, yo, you got court. Like, if someone's telling you go courtside to the Lakers, do it. I'm never going to be mad about that. I don't care if it's preseason, whatever season. You do you. Just don't be rude and not. Boo. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Do you, boo? Like, you don't, you have to at least show face and be like, yo, I'm just going to go say bye real quick and yeah. then I'll be back. I disagree. That's rude. I disagree. I'll tell you this right now. George Sedano was in my head last night. I'm yeah. watching the Sunday night football game, <laughs> okay. and Kansas City's getting blown out by Buffalo. So what do I do? I turn over to the Lakers preseason game. I'm watching this going, man, I'm having a hard time like getting used to Russell Westbrook wearing a Lakers uniform. Then it gets to the fourth quarter, and there's not a player on the floor from either team that you know because they just emptied the benches with the last five guys. So your friend took your ticket to a luxury suite and then – Got a hold of somebody else who had courtside seats, which, by the way, are probably a lot easier when it's the preseason and in the fourth quarter when nobody's really watching what's going on. I'm telling you right now, Laura, this person on my S list right now, not getting an invite back. I mean, to me, it was just the fact that he didn't come and say bye when we were trying to leave early and we were waiting for him. It wasn't the fact that he left to go to courtside because a real talk if my friends weren't in that tweet, I would have dipped with them. <laughs> yeah, right. But they but, were your friends. You know, but and my you were friends, hosting. my friends were there. So you know, I I invited a friend and t- actually Taylor that works here. Like I told, I was like, yo, like let's roll. I wasn't gonna just leave them there, right? right? So it's just I decided to stay back and not go. And that's my thing. It's just like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna stay down here, go do your thing, like something along those lines. But I'm not mad that he took the courtside ticket because I would have. It's just. What I felt like what he didn't do is what kind of sucked. Mm. Lindsay, what, what, what do you, how do you feel about it? How do you adjudicate this? I mean, I wouldn't invite them back, that's for sure. But, yeah, I you agree. know, like Laura said, she would have she probably ditched her friends to go sit courtside. So you can't be too mad about that. But then just, like, completely not responding to texts and being like, oh, did you get your messages? Like, let's be serious. You obviously were getting messages because how did you find those people, right? Ooh. Right. There you go. Boom. Damn. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Laura, you inspired me yesterday morning. Really? You know, yes. I was, uh, I stayed on Saturday night at the Omni in downtown LA because Mm -hmm. that's where the Cleveland Browns stayed. So that's, I went up to visit with my friends. And the next morning, Rachel and I got up and we were taking a walk around downtown LA. And I went over to Staples Center and I was showing Rachel, I'm like, this is where the ESPN radio offices are. This is where the ESPN television studios are. Like, I'm kind of showing her around a little bit. And I went over to Staples Center and I decided, you know what I'm going to do? Laura's in my head. I'm going to do an Instagram Live video. Hey. So I did, I did an Instagram see that. Live. And it yeah. was super weird. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> which, which part of it was weird, George? When you were sitting there like pausing for a really long time and you were yeah. like, like, usually when people do Instagram videos, they're talking a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you were like kind of soaking it in. Yeah. Well, I was, I was sitting morning. at the desk next to Chick Hearn. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was sitting yeah. next to Chicky Baby and I was like, you know what, I'm going to just let this breathe here for a little bit. At one point, I was underneath Shaquille O'Neal, and I was looking up like, oh, this is what it would look like if he dunked on my head. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Laura, I went Instagram Live yesterday and then walked across the street. You guys know that place, Tom's, that's right down there? Yeah, Tom's and, Urban. Yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom's what's it called, Urban. Tom's what? Tom's Urban. Urban. Oh, my God, dude. What a place to watch football. Oh, yeah. I was there yesterday. <laughs> what? I was there yesterday, too, in the morning at 10 o'clock. I oh, was no, sitting no. there After having that. a drink and watching the games. It was great. Yeah. yeah, it's a good place. Oh, you know what? I Before, because you, you, you shouted out Tom's Urban, I have to shout out Yard House, which is right underneath our building, right? DJ down there hooked us up. On Friday, Janice and I were leaving and we wanted a drink. The wait was two hours and was like, yo, you're a lord. Don't two trip. hours to get a drink at Yard House? Yeah, Listen, bro, I like popping. Yard House too, but I ain't waiting no two hours. Well, he got us a table. House. He got us a table. He's like, oh, don't even trip. Like, I listened to the show. So shout out to DJ. Thank you very much. Shout out DJ. Mm-hmm. 
because it would have been me, I would have been like, yo, peace out. Oh, we were leaving. We were leaving. We were leaving and he like Hell no. He told you not to trip. Once he tells you not to trip, that means you're hooked. Then you're good. Yeah. Next time give that guy the sweet ticket. I should. I should. Yeah. Exactly. He deserves it. He hooked you up. Yeah, he did. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, we literally have like 90 seconds to talk about this. We'll talk about it a little longer. We'll expand it to the other side if we need to. Um, you know, we've spent a lot of time, Cap, talking about the Dodgers this season. And they are 1-1 heading into tonight's contest, which you can hear right here on 710 ESPN beginning at 6 o'clock. And by the way, this hour, we're going to give you your chance to win – some pretty cool prizes. Speaking of Lakers Sweet, um, we're going to play our Million Dollar Mondays. So you got to listen to the end of Radio Tinder where we'll have the tease of what the question will be. It's a trivia question. And whoever gets the trivia question right in the 540 segment will break and then we'll take the calls. Um, if you answer the trivia question correctly, you will win sweet passes to Rams-Lions, also sweet passes to opening night Lakers-Warriors at Staples. And then you will give your prediction for the Super Bowl, the two teams, and the score. And if you get that right in February, you're going to win a million dollars. That's Insane. how this is going to roll every Monday. Yeah. So make sure you're listening. 5.30 at the end of Radio Tinder for the question, and then 5.45 for the chance to win, uh, or in that next segment. So, But real quick about the Dodgers. We spent a lot of time talking about the Dodgers this year. And we've talked about Max Scherzer and Clayton Kershaw and, unfortunately, Trevor Bauer um, and Walker Bueller and this, that, and the other. Now, Walker Bueller, you know, gave up some taters. Now, the office didn't help him that night because Webb was excellent for the Giants. But the unsung hero for the Dodgers this season, a man who just doesn't get enough love, is Julio Urias. Like, every time. Preach. You know, outside of a stretch in July – where everybody was struggling after the spin rate stuff and the sticky stuff stuff. He's been pretty money, man. And this guy never gets that headline love that the other guys get. Yeah, I mean, you've got the names around him are so massive. You know, Scherzer, an overwhelming name and huge monster career. Kershaw has been essentially the face of the Dodgers. Bueller has elevated to where most people think he's your number one pitcher on this staff. Urias is a guy who is as professional as they come, takes care of business. You know, the other night it wasn't just his pitching, but it was also him doing it with his bat as well. He helped his own cause. Because, look, he went five innings, he gave up three hits, he had five strikeouts. It's not like he went a complete game. He had a nice game through five innings, but the bullpen came in and handled business. But he also you know, hit and again, helped his own cause. So look, the Dodgers, George tonight tied at one apiece. I can't wait for this game. I do wonder, you know, it's very windy outside. It oh, looks man, it's like crazy. rain it's is be coming. super windy tonight. So yeah. gusts, I, I mean, I hear in, thunder. In, in, yeah. In the, in the city, they're going to have wind gusts of 30, 40 miles per hour. Insane. <laughs> so I, I don't know how that's going to affect anyone. And, you know, obviously if you live outside the city, like maybe in like, um, you know, Lancaster in that general area. Like, I heard that the gust could be up to, like, 70, 75 miles an hour on the news this afternoon. So, it like, all everyone should just be careful, like, when you're out and about. Um, but, yeah, in regards to sports, that is going to be pretty crazy because I'd like to see where the wind is blowing, right? Like, is it blowing in? Is it blowing out? Are we going to see a lot of home runs? Are we going to see the ball just die in the outfield? How is that going to work today? But – uh, I, let's dive into that matchup a little further on the other side. Let's do that on the other side. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ooh, come on, Janet. Sing to me, girl. Such, this is Janet peak right here. Like, she was rolling. Did anyone see her in concert when she came through the last time? Pre-pandemic, I believe? I was. Just not, the I, pandemic, I've seen, I I've seen like Janet two or three times, but I did not see her recently. She's yeah, amazing I feel like she toured just before the pandemic. She always got me like she would do this bit in the middle of her show. She would like bring a chair out on the stage and then like look in the crowd and she's like, I'm going to bring somebody up on the stage. And like <laughs> we're all standing there going, me, me, bring me on the stage, Janet, bring me, Miss, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, me, me, me. And, and, then, <laughs> and then she picks like one dude and he shows up and he goes up there and like, I don't know, maybe unbuttons his shirt or something. He's ripped and lean, six packed the whole deal. And she like dances all over the guy. And I'm like, wait a second. Did I have a chance at that, or is that just like some? No, that oh, was a knew. plant. Yeah, that was right. a plant for me, sure. Me, pick me, Janet. She didn't pick me. Thankfully, because yeah. then she'd unbutton my shirt. You wanted to be the Courtney Cox in the uh, Bruce Springsteen. Video. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was her first ever uh, appearance. You know, Courtney Cox. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Where were we? Where were we going? What were we talking about? Oh, Somebody tell so me. So we're finishing up the Dodgers conversation. Yeah. yeah, 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 right. So, yeah, I feel like Urias is very much the unsung hero. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned he pitched five innings, but he pitched five innings really well, and he did have the hit. However, you know, it's not like Dave goes really deep with his starting rotation in the postseason anyway. He doesn't let very many of his starters, if any, uh, go around the lineup three times. So there, there's that. Like, that's just kind of be going to be the deal. Uh, it's why Scherzer was so furious the other day. And also Scherzer didn't necessarily have it. Uh, although he was scuffling to keep them to one run um, against the Cardinals. But but that's just kind of how Dave manages in, in the postseason. I feel like um, the Giants, as a team this year, like I feel like I looked at them and thought, okay, this isn't real. And then it got past the All-Star break, and I'm like, okay, at some point they're going to fall apart. And then they didn't. And then there was that one moment in time where the Dodgers had like a half-game lead in the division, and that didn't last very long. And I feel like the Giants have been the underestimated team all year long. And I feel like now that we're watching them more carefully, you look at the lineup and you go, okay, um, La Stella and Yastrzemski and Posey and Bryant and Longoria. and you, you It's just, a bunch of dudes. You say that, but there's a bunch of dudes that have had successful careers. And they've just happened to have put them together. And Brian, in particular, at the trade deadline, they just sort of put these pieces of the puzzle together. And at least for me, this is where I sit. I didn't have high expectations out of the Giants going into the season. And I expected them to fall apart all season long. And they just never did, which leads me to, I just think many of us underestimated how good they really are and how good the, of a roster they have. And now um, that we're watching them, and listen. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't know. I look at their lineup, and they've mashed. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like they've got like this one dude in the lineup that you have to. You know, Posey's very is, is probably the closest to that. Where you're like, wow, you got to be careful with that dude. They got a bunch of dudes who are just good hitters, but none that like, you know, put the fear of God in you. 
No, I don't know about the fear of God, but I mean, when Chris Bryant comes up, you have to respect Chris Bryant. Sure. Well, that, you know? well, they added him later. I, I, mean, I meant the guys. I, you know, that's a good point. But I would say the guys that have been there basically the whole season. You know, yeah, Posey's that guy. I mean, he's hitting like three oh four for the season. I just yeah, came he's up a good hitter. Top of my head, he's very good hitter. Way. He's a great hitter. Yeah, especially well for his position, he's an amazing hitter. Yeah, I mean Longoria is a guy who's been successful. He's had a really yeah, good career. Yeah, it's been a minute though since Longoria was like a legit threat. Threat, you know. Well, but I'm just saying that when you look at the names, you go, okay, you know what, Evan Longoria, that guy's had a real career. That guy's. Been a championship caliber Look, bro, player in his career. Dodgers in four, bro. Enough. Yeah. Well, listen, listen. I hope you're right. I mean, I, I hope you're right. <laughs> I picked them the in five originally. So, yeah. but I didn't expect them to win one of these first two games in San Francisco. I expected them to win three straight, which really would have been a great, great story. It, it uh, still been. a great story if they end up winning no matter what. But well, you know. right. But again, I'm just all I'm saying is this. I hope you're right. I hope yeah. the Dodgers win in four um, because I think it's super exciting. And I think, you know, a lot of people who ridiculed the Dodgers a year ago and said this isn't a real championship, it's only in a shortened season, they'll have nothing to say should the Dodgers be able to do it in a real marathon given yeah. all the different injuries that they've had yeah. along the way. But zero, By the way, zero chance today I'm watching much of Monday Night Football unless oh, it's dude. on after the Dodgers well, game. Well, it's on right now. Baltimore versus yeah. what used to be Baltimore. Baltimore versus Indianapolis, yeah. just not exactly the sexiest game, a 3-1 and team versus a 1-3 and team. Yeah, just not – I mean – I don't even have anybody fantasy-wise in this game. Like, there's no reason for me even to check in on this one. I I've got Philadelphia that. versus Brooklyn in NBA preseason that's in front of me that I'm watching yeah. more so than I'm watching, watching uh, LaMelo, uh, the Charlotte Hornets, take on the Heat in uh, preseason right now. I'm watching LaMelo. Listen, I want to watch LaMelo every time he plays. Like, he is my, my 4 o'clock NBA league pass going back to last season is full of Charlotte Hornet games. Hey, you know, we're talking about an NBA preseason game that we're both watching, different ones, where we're talking about an NFL football game that's actually on right now that we don't seem to have quite as much interest in. Although, I'll tell you what, the Colts just broke one for a long, long run and score. Um, so that was kind of an exciting play. Yeah. But I would, If Peyton and Eli were on today, I'd be on it. Yeah, maybe, right? But hold on. Are you seeing what's going on right now, George? You and I were on the air live right now, and there's, the story is now breaking about John Gruden. Are you following along with what's happening right now? Yeah, so you asked the question. I had said it was redacted, what he said about Roger Goodell, and he used the F word as far as like a homophobic slur. That's what right. he called him. Right. So that's something that I definitely wanted to hear. Like, what did he say about Goodell? Because once you start to make these accusations of, yeah. of his, um, his intentions when it came to Demora Smith, then I'm like, well, wait, if you're going to print this, what he said about DeMora Smith, what did he say about Roger Goodell? Not only did he call Roger Goodell a homophobic slur, but he also called him a whole bunch of other things that makes him seem like Gruden's yeah, Mr. Football and, he, and Goodell is not a football yeah, man. He called him, he called him the, the, the homophobic slur, and then he called him a clueless anti-football female part. Slang term for a female yeah, part. a female part, yes. Yeah. If slang for female part, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Let, me, let me throw this at you, because I said this earlier without even knowing what he said about Goodell. Is it possible that Mark Davis now looks at John Gruden because it's, the story's getting worse? Oh, oh, wait, wait. And by the way, he also, according to this New York Times report, um, said that Goodell should not have pressured Jeff Fisher into taking uh, Michael Sam, and he used another homophobic slur. Uh, right. Michael Sam was the linebacker from Missouri that was going to be the first player, yeah. first gay player. Yeah. Yeah. John NFL. Gruden's done, bro. Well, okay. That's what I was going to ask you. So here goes. You ready? If you're Mark Davis and you're paying John Gruden $10 million a year yeah. and the results are subpar. Yes. And you knew that you could pay somebody else two and a half million dollars. You could be the lowest paid coach in the entire NFL, make $2 million a year and get the exact same results as John Gruden for 10 million. 
if you're Mark Davis, don't you take a look at that right now and go, we can fire him for cause. No one will blame me for it. I'll hire a different head coach at 25% and get the same results. Get him out of here. Um, do you think I, Mark I, Davis I, will do that? I, I, I don't know because I don't know Mark Davis. Um, I, I would say that if I were in Mark Davis's shoes, uh, I, would, I would fire him, yes. I would fire him. I would fire him for all those things that he said because um, I – I mean, look, you just can't – like, look, man, I, I, I still struggle with the 10 years ago thing, but you can't – I mean, like, first of all, you have gay pl- a gay player in your locker room, right? Let's start there. Okay. So how does, how does Mr. Nassib feel about these comments and John Gruden? Um, and – yeah, I, I just think it's a it's it's a bad look for the league, George. I think it's a game. bad look for the Raiders. Yeah, I think you got to fire him because it's the right thing to do, and it's also probably to your point the best the smart business move. As George, well. I'm at this game yesterday between the Browns and the Chargers. In one of the end zones above where it said Los Angeles, it actually said "end racism." Okay, so if the yes. NFL is still putting out, you know, messaging. Yes. about ending racism, yes. and you've got one of the most high-profile coaches in the entire league um, saying racist stuff. Granted, it's 11 years old, okay? And granted, it was said in what he thought was a private email with a friend, but regardless, it's out there now, so it doesn't really matter what the intentions were or who it was sent to. It's out there for everybody to see and read. So with that being said, if the league is serious about ending racism, about being more inclusive, et cetera, et cetera, then does the league say to the Raiders, it's over, fire him. So and by the I, way, I, 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 you know, we talked about it earlier, how I said that the Raiders were looking at the, or excuse me, the league was looking at the Raiders, right? Because of, technically, since he wasn't a coach, they couldn't discipline him. And I said it would have to be an unprecedented situation, right? Well, clearly now we're in an unprecedented Correct. situation, and the Correct. NFL should act um, if the Raiders aren't going to act. But I think that because... You know, the league and the, and the owners work in unison. They're going to have to work together on whatever solution they're going to come up here, or resolution, I, I'd rather, uh, when it comes to this John Gruden situation. Because somebody's got to do something. Well, and he's Okay, there get, is no walking away from this. No, no, and he's um, going to get and, canceled. And just wiping your hands of this, because you, to the point you made uh, about the league, try, after all the stuff that happened with, with, you know, over the last several years, okay, with Colin Kaepernick and beyond, okay, and the league's issues in the past with a number of different um, issues, whether it was uh, homophobia, whether it was the, uh, the situation with Ray Rice and domestic violence, which it wasn't just him. It was a lot of a string of events that happened in, that included him for a stretch of time. The NFL has tried to make sure that its image is in the right place. And to your point, this is where they will probably need to work together with Mark Davis to figure out a resolution to and, this. And because, again, you can't sit idle in this situation. If, if Gruden gets fired, just just want to make this clear. If Gruden gets fired, and I, I'm of the opinion that he probably will now because it's just getting worse by the day, and there's probably a lot more. But you talk about canceling somebody. It's not like John Gruden's going to get fired by the Raiders and some other NFL team's going to hire him. And it's not like ESPN's going to jump back into the John Gruden business and go, hey, let's have you back on Monday Night Football. We'll get rid of Brian Greasy. I mean, when he gets canceled, dude, he's done done. Yeah. Crazy story. 
All right, listen, let's uh, switch over to something uh, a little less um, volatile, a little less uh, disturbing, uh, because what John Gruden said was clearly disturbing. Uh, we will play Radio Tinder, because is what we do each and every day at 5.30. We'll do that in two and a half minutes. Also, don't forget, in the next segment, we're going to give you a chance to win Lakers suite tickets. Uh, there's no easy transition to this. And <laughs> the, the next person will win not only uh, – Here's the deal. You have to be ready in this next segment to hear the cue to call, and then you will have to answer a trivia question in that 540-ish segment. And if you do that, you will win Lakers opening night sweet tickets. You will also win Lions, Rams sweet tickets for that game on the 24th, and your shot at a million dollars with the correct Super Bowl prediction. We won't know that till February, but nonetheless, you get your shot at it. So that's coming up in two and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Linz, what do we got today? And by the way, real quick, sorry. I I, I (laughs) tossed it to you, and then I grabbed it right back, so I fumbled it. I got jumped up in the air, and I got called for traveling. Uh, Don't forget, at the end of this segment, we're going to give you the cue to call. You can get your chance to win. Sweet tickets to the Lakers opening night against the Warriors. Sweet tickets to the Rams and Lions. And your chance at a million dollars. Go ahead, Lindsay. Sorry. And I hope if you win a million dollars, you share it with me. All right. Mm. So Chicago White Sox pitcher Ryan Tapera suggested Sunday night that something fishy was happening with the Astros again after his team picked up a Game 3 victory in the ALDS and avoided a sweep. The Astros lost 12-6 to the White Sox after winning the first two games at Minute Maid Park. Tapera pointed out the differences between the first two games of the series with Game 3. He said, quote, they've obviously had a reputation of doing some sketchy stuff over there in his postgame presser. Astros manager Dusty Baker said that Tapera's comments were, quote, heavy accusations, and he pointed out that his team tended to perform better on the road than at home. Do you guys think that the Astros are still cheating in 2021? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I'm going to swipe right um, because I still think all baseball teams are cheating in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I, I, you know, look, it, it's no different than individual players, right, during the PED era. I don't think guys stopped. I think guys just got smarter at the way they were doing it. And I think teams have gotten smarter and perhaps even more sophisticated on how they're doing it. So I don't think they're alone. But I still certainly think that the fact that they got off so easy is BS. Um, so I, I think it's a big deal, and I do think they're doing it still. I'm going to swipe right also and say this, that um, they may not be you know, knocking on garbage cans inside the dugout, 
and it uh, may not be something where it's some sophisticated plan, but I'm kind of here with you, George, that I think most players get to second base and try to see what the catcher's signs are and then attempt to communicate to the batter. And so if I'm being overly cynical, okay, guilty, um, because if I'm the other way, which is, no, they would never do that now. Everybody's looking at them. I would think that would be really naive. So I just make an assumption that everybody, not just the Astros, everybody's trying to steal signs. Mm-hmm. And plus, when all they got was a slap on the wrist, if that, for last time, I feel like every team now probably feels like, yeah, we could probably do something that's like, you know, gives us a little bit of an advantage and nothing's going to happen. Don't you think? Yeah. No, I, I agree. Right. They didn't so. do anything to us last time. Let them come catch us again. Right. Let, let the uh, the GMs and the managers take all the fall while the players just run away scot-free. That's what I think. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think you know, and that game got rained out today, postponed till tomorrow. So we'll see what happens if the uh, White Sox can take, take the cheating Astros out. All right. Next story here. A high school soccer player in northern Michigan broke records for most goals in a game, scoring 16 goals in his team's 17 to nothing wipeout of a winless team. The, de- the game was declared over at halftime. The coach of the opposing team was not happy about the lack of sportsmanship, saying, quote, to go after a personal record like that at the cost of another team's dignity was a little uncalled for. Soccer is not the right place for that. Soccer is a gentleman's sport. Do you guys agree with the high school coach that scoring 17 goals was uncalled for? Swipe left or swipe right cap? Um, I'm going to swipe left and say no. I don't think soccer is a gentleman's sport, number one. I do think, however, that when you have a giant lead, and by giant I mean like 5 nothing, 6-7, you get into that 10 nothing range. At that point, any coach at any level, especially young kids, should be saying, hey, 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 just pass the ball. You know, just, just keep it away. Uh, we got plenty of things that we can work on right now. Shooting and scoring is the last thing we need to worry about. So I don't think soccer's a gentleman's game. I've seen many blowouts, but and when I say blowouts, I mean, listen, I was involved in the youth soccer world, highly competitive youth soccer world for a really long time. There was a team in Orange County that used to beat other teams, 12 nothing, 14 nothing. I watched it all the darn time. They didn't call off the dogs, and that always irritated the hell out of me. Call them off. When you got a big lead, there's no need to humiliate everybody, but I don't agree that it's a gentleman's game. Uh, I'm going to swipe left in the sense that, yes, it's a high school game. Like, what the hell are we doing here? (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, maybe a a Division I college game, okay, I can, you know, like, you know, you want to stop, you got to stop them, okay. But, like, definitely in the pros is different. But in high school, like, I just have a problem there at some point. We were just talking about that fake school in Ohio, Bishop Sycamore, right, or whatever it's called, um, and how embarrassing it was and how awful it was for those kids, right, like getting just trounced like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a, a good idea. And, look, in theory, soccer is supposed to be a gentleman's sport. I do agree with the coach in that regard. Now, whether it actually is or isn't, that's up to you guys to decide individually. But in theory, it's supposed to be. All right, what's next, Lindsay? All right, so Baker Mayfield, my Cleveland Browns quarterback, his wife decided that she was going to give a passionate defense of the quarterback and his Browns teammates after a tough loss to the Chargers yesterday. Emily Mayfield aimed her message at so-called Browns fans who were trashing the team. She, She wrote, quote, 
for all you fans who are blaming yesterday's loss solely on Baker, wake up, she wrote in her Instagram stories. You truly don't know what you have. I've watched him give his all and change the entire culture in Cleveland, yet he gets so little credit for it. He never asks for recognition and continues to carry the weight day in and day out despite the hate. If you're a true fan, support our guys, Baker and everyone else. The hate does nothing for them. Uh, are you guys okay with players, wives, and family members starting drama with fans on social media? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Oh, left. Get out of here with that. Like, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. It's not worth it. Like, just don't do it. Very simple. I'll swipe left also. You're asking for trouble. This reminds me of Kurt Warner and his wife, Brenda Warner. Uh, she came to Kurt's defense, and it turned into a whole big thing. She was calling sports radio stations, getting on the air, barking oh, at everybody. How dare you, oh, you know, say this about my husband? Um, and I don't know what fans of the Cleveland Browns would put yesterday's loss on Baker Mayfield. I mean, that loss goes squarely on the shoulders of the head coach who decided with a one-point lead and three and a half minutes to go and a defense that couldn't stop the Chargers, I'm going to try and run out the clock with three and a half minutes to go. Look, your running game is strong. You had a running back run for 160-plus yards. But that was the moment in time to go for the knockout, not to try and go for the not loss. That was a Norv Turnery kind of move, and old Charger fans know what I'm talking about. I don't think anyone's saying it solely on Baker, but I think the idea that he still hasn't really shown anything, you know, extraordinary this season, and people are still on the fence about him, and the fact that Kevin Stefanski did not trust him with the final, you know, on that final drive, the final play when they were when they went three and out. Like I think that's what people are upset about. But well, I don't know why everybody just assumes that Kevin Stefanski didn't trust him. I think Kevin Stefanski made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, okay, we could debate that on the other side. Let's do that on the other side. Plus, um, would it be interesting if the Chargers? Everyone's talking about the Rams making it to the Super Bowl at SoFi. Well, how interesting would it be if the Chargers were the team that made it there? Let's get into some of that too on the other side. Uh, and. Linz, what do we got? We're, teas we're, we're, we're going to do our trivia question on the other side for a chance to win uh, sweet tickets to the Lakers opening night against the Warriors, uh, Lions and Rams, sweet tickets, and your chance to win a million dollars with your Super Bowl prediction, right? We're doing that on the other side? Yep. So everyone can call in now, line them up, 877-710-ESPN. There you go, 877-710-3776. Line up now to answer the trivia question for your chance at a million dollars, for your chance to win all those sweet tickets, we're hooking you up, bro. So make sure you're listening. Million Dollar Mondays every Monday. In At this time, it's going to happen. Hello, Christopher. It's a great ballad, man. Great ballad by Lenny. Hello. Hello. Is really, really well done. Huh? This is when ballads were ballads. Nobody makes a good ballad anymore, I feel like. What's the, the last, last time we had ballad? a good ballad? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a good ballad that I've I've got in my head right now. I can't think of one. Yeah, Lindsay, Laura, when was the last time you heard a good ballad? Does does it doesn't like Adele sing ballads? That's what comes to my mind. Yeah, I guess Adele would count for sure. Yeah. The '90s. <laughs> the '90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. The '90s. Plenty yeah, of ballads yeah. in the '90s. Good old boys to men. Exactly, yeah. boys to men. New edition. Yeah. John B. I don't know. The 90s. Yeah. So many. East Coast. Um, all right. So here's the deal. Do we have callers lined up or no? So if you want to line it up right now, uh, your chance to win Lakers opening night sweet tickets, okay, sweet passes against the Warriors, Rams-Lions. Also, you get some sweet passes on Sunday, October 24th at SoFi Stadium, and your chance at a million dollars. How do you do that? It's very simple. 
You answer the trivia question I'm about to give you, okay? The Rams will face the Giants at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. The Chargers will face the Ravens in Baltimore. Why isn't there a game, a home game, at SoFi this Sunday? What is happening at SoFi? Uh, so 877-710-ESPN, the person who can answer that first will win a pair of sweet passes to the Rams-Lions game on Sunday, October 24th, a pair of sweet passes to Lakers opening night against the Warriors on Tuesday, October 19th, plus your shot at a million dollars. And you're asking, well, Sedano, how the hell do I get a shot at a million dollars? Well, if you get the answer right, we're going to ask you for a Super Bowl prediction. And you're going to tell us the two teams that are in the Super Bowl, and you're going to tell us what the score will be. And in February, if you're that person who gets that right, you're going to win a million dollars. But right now, you have your chance to win two different sets of sweet passes. Eight seven 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 ten espn 877-710-3776. All you got to do is answer this question. Rams are going to face the Giants at MetLife in New York. Sunday, the Chargers are out in Baltimore facing the Ravens. Why isn't there a home game at SoFi this Sunday? Anthony is in San Diego. Go ahead, Anthony. Oh, my God, I know this. It's because the Rolling Stones are playing. That is correct. Oh, my Let's God. Let's go. Anthony, what, oh my what, is, what is your last name? Inverno. In, Anthony Inverno from San Diego. No, no, no. Listen. Nathan Inverno. Oh, Nathan. Not okay. Yeah. Nathan Inverno. Inverno is your last name? Well, yes, it is. Okay. Nathan Inverno from San Diego, right? Wow. Yes. All right. Well, congratulations, man. You've won two different sets of sweet wow. passes. That's amazing. That? How did you know that? Because I'm I'm planning on going. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's weak. Why is that yeah. weak? Because I wanted like five guys to try and figure it out. You know, because well, that usually happens question. with these questions, you and we got one guy who got question. it off the top. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh your question, God, so Cap. It is your question. It was Cap. my yeah. question, and apparently it was a terrible question because I was like, it, literally, I, th- today I was like. Oh, you know what? Listen, the Chargers played Sunday. Probably the Rams will play this upcoming Sunday. Is that Rams-Lions game this Sunday? So I go to the schedule. I'm like, wait a second. The Rams are in New York. The The Chargers are in Baltimore. Why yeah, is yeah, there not a Yeah, yeah, we covered that part already. Yeah, yeah but, but why is there not a game at SoFi? Like, I'm trying to figure <laughs> And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, the Stones are coming. Nobody's going to know that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody well, Nathan, Nathan Inverno in San Diego, who is our winner. Now, Nathan, before you go, uh, we need a yep. Super Bowl prediction. Uh, with the score, so the two teams and the score, and then uh, if you win in February, we're going to give you a million dollars. That's how this works. Every Monday, we register someone for that while giving away cool prizes every Monday at 540 or so. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bills versus Rams. Uh, Rams uh, 31, Bills 27. All right, so you got Rams 31, Bills 27 in the Super Bowl at SoFi. Uh, We got you down, so let's uh, put you on hold. Nathan Inverno in San Diego, congratulations, bro. Way to go, Nathan. Yeah, you called it weak, yet it was your question. I know, it was my fault. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. weak. Now, Laura wanted me to do a different question. She's like, yes. okay. I wanted a hard question. These, this is a really good prize. It is an amazing prize, and that the guy best, just scored. Yeah, the best is that Cap goes, this is a really good pr- prize, so we need to do a, a really hard question. Here's mm-hmm. what I got. I thought it was hard. <laughs> I thought it was a hard question. I guess he just got lucky, you know? Well, it's like, and so, like, I tested the question on on Sedano earlier. I'm like, George, why is there no NFL I said game? there was a concert. He goes, there's a concert? I'm like, okay, right, but which concert? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, Stones. Okay, like, I just didn't think that that was common knowledge. I think we just got, we got taken by a guy who actually is going to that Stones concert, and he was the first caller up. If we would have gone with five callers before that guy, nobody would have had that. 
Or at least I that's mean, what I, I'm sticking to. I mean, yeah, you, you assume that that's the case. We don't know that that's actually No, that the is case. absolutely true. I do not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, congratulations to him. Way to go, Nathan. In the southernmost part of Los Angeles, San Diego. <laughs> that's what Cap's really happy about. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just... No, he was I'm, bummed because he wanted a good question, and then he came yeah. up with a crappy question, according Terrible to him. Terrible question. Yeah. Laura's question, just to be fair, Laura's question was that I said last Thursday at SoFi Stadium I'd be able to make a 40-yard field goal, mm-hmm. and I wasn't. Well, you said it on the air, too. Correct. And the only field goal that I really kicked was from 30 yards. But I don't really remember talking about it enough on the air that anybody would have been able to get that. Yeah. But I mean, but they would have just today. guessed numbers, basically, at that point. Yeah. I know. I should have tro- probably tried to drop it in somewhere. Yeah, we should today. probably listen to Laura and Lindsay more. We probably would have spent idea. the entire rest of the show, though, going to callers <laughs> to try I mean, how many that. people, though, are literally going to go? I, I mean, they're not, they're not going to think Kaplan's going to hit nail a 50-yarder. Like, they're just going to go through numbers. It would have been fast. <laughs> Eventually, and- somebody would have gotten to 40. He yeah. actually said it today. Like, we talked about that because we talked we about it. We did at the beginning yeah, of the, the show. Beginning yeah, of the yeah. Because I said 40. I, that was the bet I thought you could make. Mm-hmm. And you he know. was, no, I did 30. Yeah. So, um, speaking that? of the Super Bowl, what if the Chargers make the Super Bowl and the Rams don't, right? Nobody seems to, like, believe that's possible, but that is quite possible, I feel like. Well, it, it looks possible in week five. I will acknowledge that, George. In week five, when you look at the AFC right now, who do you like? When you look, when you just just look at the AFC for a minute here, and and think, who do I like here? Who's a real Super Bowl contender? Buffalo? Well, they annihilated Kansas City last night, so I throw Buffalo in there. How about you? Uh, yeah, I think Buffalo is the team to beat, probably. Okay, Baltimore tonight, right now they're down seven nothing. Nah, not feeling Baltimore. There's something wrong with them. I don't know what it is, okay. but something is missing there. Right? Do you feel like Cincinnati's a real player? In no, this? they're good, but they're not Super Bowl good. Okay. You think Cleveland's a player? They're good, but not Super Bowl good. I don't trust Baker. I think they'll get they'll be a playoff team for sure. Yeah. Okay. How about Tennessee? You feel anything about Tennessee? Nah. I mean, okay. yeah. I mean, they've got a, a, a decent recipe, like in regards to Derrick Henry being awesome and Tannehill's, you know, pretty good, and um, but not not like Super Bowl good, even though they did get to an AFC t- Championship game. Okay, Kansas City's two and three, but are you giving up on Kansas City? I mean, I'm giving up, no, but I would also say that I am slowly distancing myself from Kansas City as the favorite. Okay, so to, to your point, here we are at the end of week five. Monday Night Football is happening right now. Indy's up 7 nothing over Baltimore. Week five will come to yeah. a conclusion. Yeah. And at the end of week five, if you said, look, don't be biased here. Don't, don't let your Charger hater club card get in your head. But yep. just be realistic. I'd say Buffalo, San Diego, Kansas City, Tennessee, yep. Baltimore, maybe Cleveland. These teams are all kind of in the mix. If yeah, but will. I think there's more teams in the NFC, which is my point, right? Like, well, I, yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly There's where more I'm good going. teams in the NFC, in, in my estimation. Like, clearly Arizona's for real. Uh, the Bucks are for real, even though the Rams beat their butt. And Aaron Rodgers is still awesome, <laughs> you know, and he beat them last year. So, I I just think, and, you know, we'll see about the Cowboys. They're running the ball really well, so maybe that actually, and they're playing defense pretty well, the Cowboys. So, I don't think that you should eliminate them from the conversation. But I I think that what I think, when I look at the AFC, outside of Buffalo specifically, there's not another team that I say, whew, that team is a load to handle. All the other ones are beatable, in my estimation. Even Kansas City has shown to be beatable because their defense is just atrocious. 
But well, in the NFC, there's a couple of heavyweights, and and I think that's that's why it's tougher for the Rams. Well, Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Arizona, the Rams. There's five. Yeah. Okay. You Seattle. You buy Seattle. No. San Francisco. No. Carolina. No. Minnesota. No. Washington football team. No. Okay. So there's five teams in the NFC. Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa, Arizona, and the Rams. Five. Yeah, but they're all heavyweights, I think. Yeah. And then when you look in the AFC, to your point, Buffalo, San Diego, Tennessee, Baltimore. Are you doing that on purpose? Because that's the second time you said San Diego. Oh, oh, you know, it was the same thing that Mike Wilbon did today on Around the Horn or uh, on PTI. Just kept calling him San Diego over and over again. Sorry, it's just a habit. My bad. My bad. Um, Chargers, Chiefs, Titans. Ravens, nah. Browns, nah. Bills, sixteen. Nah, there's too many. You named too many teams. Those teams aren't like I mean. I don't know. I don't well, those know. are your best six teams in the AFC. No, I get it, but the Titans aren't that good, is what I would say. And Baltimore's not that good. Well, that now that's interesting. Baltimore. They're like good, but not like great. Something is missing with Baltimore. I'm telling you, I can't put my finger on it yet. Lamar's has been good, but there, something is is off with that team, and I feel like it's on defense. Well, we're going to find out because, again, if Indianapolis is to beat Baltimore tonight, if that happens, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be saying the same thing you're saying, which is Baltimore's not for real. Yeah, something is missing there. I, and I, I, I'd have to look further into kind of their games, but I, I, mm, I, I'd like, I think it's on defense. Yeah, that's how I feel. So. Well, they are 3-1. and one. Their loss against the Raiders now looks really bad. Their win against the Chiefs doesn't look as impressive. Their win at the Lions, which took a 66-yard field goal that hit the crossbar and bounced in, doesn't look so hot. And beating the Broncos is no big deal. So it's not like the Ravens have some great win on their resume so far, including that Kansas City win. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's just tougher, man, in the NFC. That's just the reality of it. So, uh, right, What's Lynn's- the score tonight? Well, I just want to hear what you think the score is going to be tonight in this Dodger game. Oh, um, so let me take a look at that. I want to see – I got to take a quick look. I want to see what we got. Who's pitching for the Giants today? Uh, Alex Wood against Max Scherzer. Oof. Alex Wood beating the Giants would be one of those ridiculous stories that, of course, like, oh, he beat his former team. I, that always scares me. I hate that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, you got to go with Scherzer. I don't think he's going to have – I don't think he had his best stuff the other night. And, you know, unless it's like his arm is tired – which is a problem at that point. But, I, I mean, man, um, I, I still feel good enough to say the Dodgers win this tonight. I think the Dodgers, yeah, look, I'm looking at it here. Um, Alex Wood has been pretty good. But, yeah, I, I, I still feel like he's going to give up at least four runs. And that's enough for Max Scherzer and the Dodgers in this bullpen. So I'm making I'm this go call. I'm making this call. You ready? Go Dodgers ahead. win tonight, even though the weather is very Bay Area, very San Francisco tonight. And Albert Pujols comes up big in the seven hole tonight. That's my call. I'm waiting right. for it to happen. Okay, great. We'll see if it happens. We'll be back tomorrow. Great job, Scott Kaplan. Great job, Lindsay and Laura. The Dodgers game will be on next, so make sure you stay tuned. We will have the Dodgers coverage in action all right here on 710 ESPN. See ya.